Ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night Ignition, I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by a man who's made some great matches for tonight, it's Captain Tips. Thank you, Sills. And listen here, I'm going to tell you tonight, we're going to have some barn burners. That's right. In the main event, the Dylan, in his first return match since returning at the Regal Rumble, his first one-on-one match takes on Funky Flossy. And let me tell you something. I think in the past, that might have been a walk in the park for the Dylan. But as we saw at the Regal Rumble, something has awakened in Funky Flossy, and it may just give the undefeated Dylan a run for his money. That could be very true, Sills. Funky Flossie, he's on a hot streak. The Dylan, he's just coming back. Uh, who knows what could happen? We're going to see tonight if the Dylan is going to retain that undefeated streak. That's right. But before that, we got to start the show off with a barn burner and a debut match for the man known as the Jebaduk, a man who for the longest time was arguably the face of JXT, our developmental territory. Then, of course, we know he came out number 30 in the Regal Rumble, came down to just four men at the end, the Dylan, the uh, man known as Momoa Curry, Jebaduk, and then, of course, the eventual winner, the man known as Robert Hill. You know what, Sills? <laughs> if you told me that was going to be our final four for the Rumble this year, I would have told you you were crazy. But I tell you, it was something to see. That's right. And, of course, Jebeda going to that final four definitely jumped up the power rankings, earning him a spot in this year's expiration chamber match for the captain's championship. But that is held by his opponent, Blake Tanner. Oh, and that bell goes dinging. Oh, look at that. Blake Tanner with the ultimate disrespect just slapping the Jebaduk across the face. But look at that. Jeb shrugging it off and just staring down the captain's champion. And tips. I think Blake Tanner may have just made a critical error. Oh, Sills, he's kicked the hornet's nest right down the field, and they're coming for him. That's right. Now look at this. Jeb just immediately backing Blake up into the ropes, beating the hell out of him. Sending him off into the other ropes. Blake comes back. Oh, shotgun splash. And now look at Jebeduk just beating the hell out of the champion. And Jebeduk has started out like a house of fire. But Tibbs, I got to ask you this. Jebeduk is still in the ring with one of the biggest champions that JWF has ever seen in the form of Blake Tanner. What advice can you give the Jebeduk in this moment? Well, Sills, I would say, right now, the Jebeduk, he might be playing into Blake Tanner's hands. He has come out so hot and heavy right out of the gate. And the Jebeduk, he might run out of steam, allowing Blake Tanner to use his veteran knowledge to take control of this, this fight. That's right. No, look at that. That veteran knowledge coming into play. Blake utilizing a drop toe hold, just sending Jeb to the mat. We know Jeb is a tall man, and that's just proven the bigger you are, the harder you fall. As Blake Tanner locks him in a headlock, keeping that big man grounded in Tibbs once again, like you said. That's that knowledge. That's that veteran attitude of Blake Tanner coming into play. He knows Jebeduk is debuting in this match. He knows this is his first singles match, and Jeb wants to impress. He wants to come out and make a big show out of this, and and this small move like a headlock can keep him grounded and perhaps trick Jebeduk into making some big mistakes early on in the match. That could be very true, Sills, but we're going to have to go back to the past. We have to remember that Jebeduk, this is his first 
uh, Match is an official member of the roster, but he has fought in JWF before, and he has fought against none other than Momoa Curry. And so you've got to imagine that having a match with Momoa Curry in the past here at JWF, that might have him a little bit more confident than you think. That's right, and look at this, Jebeduk actually using his strength. You may not think with that slim figure that Jebeduk has any muscle underneath it, but he shows it as he gets back to his feet, picks up Blake, and it's a massive back suplex, and he's got the champion grounded for a big running senton. Look at how high that big man can fly, Tibbs. Absolutely, Sills. He must have hollow bones. That's right. Blake Tanner finally getting back to his feet. Jeb trying for a big Irish whip, but Blake reverses. Blake reverses. Jeb crashing against the turnbuckle pad, and Blake Tanner finally has an opening for this match. Rushes into the corner, but goes for that big splash, but ooh, gets dropped with the STO, one of the Jebeduk signature moves in Tibbs. Oh, it looks like Jebedos looking to end this one early as he grabs Blake Tanner. He's got him. He's got him set up for the Duke. Ah, uh, no. Blake reverses. Blake spins him around into a front headlock and picks him up for the bee sting. A massive brain buster dropping Jeb directly onto his skull. Goes for the pinfall. One. Two! Oh, Jeb just barely getting the shoulder up, and Tibbs Tanner looks furious. That is one of the biggest moves in his arsenal, and Jeb is shrugging it off. Absolutely, Sills. You see how quickly the Jebeduk got back up after Blake Tanner hit him with something that's put uh, other men away for that three count. That's right, but we've seen even more put away with this move as Blake backs up looking for the Blake out. But oh, Jeb reverses. Jeb reverses. He's rolled him up. Rolled him up. One! Two, ooh, kick out, but Jeb is not done. Jeb isn't done. Runs out of the corner, hits a big running splash, and then a second, and Tibbs, this is what you gotta give these young JXT guys. They are hungry. They've got passion. If someone kicks out, they are not gonna spend their time whining. They get right back to work, and Jeb doing exactly that with that massive gut buster. That is right, so you really got to admire the tenacity of the Jebeduk in this match. He, of course, is looking to impress right now. That's right, and it looks like he's about to impress right now, going into that corner, and he's going to that dark place, that dark place that earned him every title in JXT that made him a triple crown champion, and he's got him. He's got him. Goes for the Duke of World, but ooh, Blake reverses once again and sends him into the turnbuckle. Beautiful running knee from Blake Tanner into a big bulldog. And look at this, not even trying for one of those big moves. Blake is simply locking him in that Blake Panther submission, that vicious hold that has won Blake Tanner championship in the past. And this may be it for Jebeduk. And you got to see how twisted up the Jebeduk's body is, how contorted that lanky frame is. It, it could only take a matter of time for him to tap out. It's easy to snap that man's arm, it looks like. That's right, but wait a minute, wait a minute. Look at this, the Jebeduk once again using the strength, using the strength, picking up Blake Tanner, but oh my God. He's flipped him around. He's flipped Blake Tanner around, and he's got him bent over. You know what that means, ladies and gentlemen. Joko Whirl, that massive face booster, sends Blake Tanner straight into the mat, and Jeb goes for the pinfall. One, two, three, 
And ladies and gentlemen, in his debut match here for the JWF, the Jebedook has just pinned the JWF Captain's Champion. And Tibbs, let me tell you, I think that might just spell doom for Blake Tanner at expiration date. Certainly does not look good for Blake Tanner right now, Sills. If, if one of the members of the expiration chamber can pin you right before that match, then... Yeah, your hope's gonna be going dr straight down the drain. That's right, and you gotta think those two men were the only triple crown champions in our company. Jebedup holding every title that there is to hold in JXT, while Blake Tanner's held every title in the JWF, and I guess them JXT boys, it's just a little bit harder to get those titles, because Jeb just proved how easily he could take down Blake Tanner, but a couple of men who are going to have some trouble taking down their opponents at expiration date are, of course, our tag team champions, Bananas in Pajamas, who, of course, last week got called out by the VWO, who then went on to win a number one contenders match against the team known as Legion. And ever since, Tibbs, I, I know you and I, we've both been calling Bananas in Pajamas, asking for, asking for interviews, asking for anything, but they've really been almost out of dodge for the Pratt Pat. Last week. It, it certainly seemed like it, Sills. I could barely get a hold of them for booking dates, let alone interviews. That is right, but Bananas in Pajamas have luckily returned to us this week, and I believe they've got a message for their opponents at expiration date, the VWO. Let's have a listen. Hello, everybody. Honeypot McBlueberry Kush here with the men who are now officially set to face off against the VWO in just a few short weeks at JWF expiration date. The JWF Tag Team Champions, Bananas in Pajamas. Now boys, last week you seemed upset at the VWO for winning their number one contendership in a match against Legion. Do you care to explain why that is? Hey, yo, yeah, no, no, what are you talking about? We ain't scared! We no, no, afraid. no, 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 we no, ain't no. afraid! No, no, no! Hey, listen here, honey boy, old man! We'll fight anybody. Yeah, we ain't cowards. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I'll fight the VWO. I'll fight their brothers. I'll fight their sisters. I'll punch a fucking baby. I don't no, give no, a I, shit, I, baby. I never, I'm Johnny no, boys, fucking no, Listen, boys, I never said that you were afraid. Yeah, but, yeah, but you were stinking it. You stupid yeah, we British see you face. Your eyes. We can see that you were suggesting it. It was the implication, honeypot. And we here at Bananas in Pajamas, we don't like no implications. No, 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 no implications. Because let me tell you right now, we've seen the VWO in action. And there ain't no <laughs> way those two hellbillies no way. stand a chance going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the two best superstars in the JWF locker room. You see, we're stronger, we're faster, and we damn sure are better looking. Hey. You know it. You said it. That's right, right, right. <clears throat> well, I I'm sorry to interrupt again, but it is funny that you mention that because many people have pointed out that the last time you two faced the VWO in a match for the Tag Team Championships, the Cloud family quickly and decisively beat you and took those titles away. The past. Yeah, 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 it was the past. It was the past. It really happened. It's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah, yeah, nothing but a shadow. And that shadow, that shadow, that's gonna get caught at expiration date. Cause when the VWO step in the ring against the real bananas in pajamas, cause we the real, we the real deal right now. You see, the VWO, well, 
They're all about family, right? They're about talking about brothers, brotherhood, and that's why all they, they want this match, whatever. We beat their brothers. We beat the Rising Suns for the tag titles. And suddenly, the VWO want a piece of us. Well, let me tell you something right now, VWO. You might think your brotherhood gives you strength. You might think being family means something. Well, let me tell you right now, Johnny and I are better brothers than you two ever will be. We do everything <laughs> together. Train together, eat together, get the brawls at the David Busters That's together. That's what Hell, we you, do. You know what? Fuck David Buster. We're better brothers than them too. Hey, hey, we're better than Ben and Jerry, Wilbur and Orville, Drake and Josh. No, wait, hold on. Don't, no, no, Drake and Josh are pretty good. Drake and Josh can hang. They're good. Yeah, yeah. I know, no, I know. I know they're good. I'm just saying we're better. Oh, yeah, we're better than you know. Them. We're better. We're so much better. Cause in expiration date, the real brothers of the JWF are walking out with these titles firmly where they belong on our waists, baby. Cause it's gonna take some time to realize. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bananas in pajamas gonna kick your hands. Boom! Over your shoulder, our boulders are gonna come crashing down on you and take you all down. Yeah, what he said, what he said. So let's turn It gets worse every time, Tibbs. Every time that we have to enter, like, we're gonna get copyright struck for the end of that. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to pay a lot to the lawyers for that one. That was, that was just. Uh. Now, t- now I will say we do have a possible match if they happen to retain. I'm not saying it, but bananas and pajamas versus Drake and Josh is a Wrestlepalooza quality main event. If that's if that's even possible. You know what? Fuck it. If we can get them both. I, I know one of them lives in Mexico now, and one of the other one's married and part wait, of the... Really? Uh, Hold on, wait. No, we can't get into this, but we'll talk about it afterwards. Okay. Uh, but another match that is definitely going to be in contention for being the real main event of Wrestlepalooza has to be what you announced last week. A match to determine the first ever women's champion of J. WF, our current JXT women's champion at the time, whoever that may be, will go toe to toe with the winner of an epic chamber match you announced last week. Where I'll be honest, six of the biggest names in the history of JXT come face to face, and only one's going to walk out with the ability to challenge the JXT champion for the opportunity to become the first ever champion in here in the JWF. Oh, Sills, I can't tell you how. How long I've been looking forward to this. How how much work we put in to bring women's wrestling to JWF. And how much work went into crafting this match to be one of the greatest exhibitions you could ever hope to see in the field of women's wrestling. That is right, Tibbs. Of course, we got a little taste of it back at Crossing the Line where the current JXT Women's Champion, Emily Ireland, defended her title against the woman known as Phoenix Driver. And in fact, Emily has made the promise to come here tonight and let her thoughts be known towards whoever her opponent at Wrestlepalooza may be. 
But of course, that's assuming she can make it all the way to Wrestlepalooza with that title. And we know they've got a lot of great competitors down there who could just as easily be walking in. That is, that is very true, Sills. As we talk, we are a weekly show, as is JXT. You never know what's going to happen down there. That's right, but you can see Emily walking out to the ring, but, oh, looks like she is not alone. She is joined by the former champion himself, Scotty Moore. Of course, we know Emily Ireland, the wife of Scotty Moore. In fact, many people have argued that that is the reason she ended up having so many opportunities for the JXT Women's Championship. But Scotty Moore is out in the ring with his wife, Emily, and it looks like they both have a message for their opponent, whoever it may be, at Wrestlepalooza. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce you to the current and greatest JXT Women's Champion of all time. That's right, it's my wife, Emily Ireland. And you see, Tibbs over there invited my wife here this week to talk about her possible opponents coming out of the expiration chamber match in just a few short weeks. But in case you haven't noticed, Tibbs, my wife is a prize fighter. That is what she does. She comes out to this ring and she fights. And she lets me take care of the business side of things. And this week, the business side of things involves me reminding every single one of you exactly who the fuck this is. This is the woman who conquered seven other women in the Highway to Hell tournament, including the proverbial ace up Captain Tibbs's sleeve, Ayana. Oh, uh, by the way, speaking of Ayana, guess who ended the record-breaking undefeated streak of the proverbial warrior princess? That's right, it was my wife. And what did she do with that win? What did she do with her victory in the Highway to Hell tournament? She went on to destroy the ultimate Karen at the snappening and claim that title around her gorgeous waist. And ever since, she has dominated. She has stepped up against monsters in the JXT women's division, whether that be Phoenix Driver, the newcomer, Tiffany, Val Curry, it doesn't matter. My wife has lined them up and knocked them down because she's just that damn good at what she does. And Tibbs, I know what you've been doing. You have been stacking the deck waiting for Emily at Wrestlepalooza. You poached six of my greatest female talents in JXT and you are forcing them to fight to prove who is the best of the best and I will be honest with you Tibbs in any other year any other division any other universe your little plan would work but the problem is you're sending them to war against a woman who is used to having the deck stacked against her. You're sending them to war against a woman who refuses to accept anything less than the best. I mean, she did marry me, after all. And much like how I am currently the trophy on her arm, she's got another trophy waiting for her at Wrestlepalooza. And that is becoming the first ever JWF Women's Champion. 
Well, Tibbs, strong words there from Scotty Moore talking up Emily Ireland. And let me tell you something, I have got to agree with him on a lot of the points he made. Ayana was an unstoppable force in JXT. First person to take her down was, in fact, Emily Ireland. She went through seven of the biggest superstars that JXT had to offer during the Highway to Hell tournament, which earned her a number one contendership. Emily definitely sought to prove herself in 2020, and she did exactly that. Very true, Sills, and I, I can't wait to see the, the match between Emily and whoever wins this chamber match. And I need to say, I need to clear the air here right now. I did not poach some of the greatest women's wrestlers from JXT to stack the deck against Emily Ireland. I would never do that. I poached those wrestlers to get back at Scotty Moore. All right. Well, I mean, it almost seems like Scotty understands that. It seems like that uh, crossing the line war between Tibbs and Moore is reignited a little bit here. But another war that seems to be reigniting is the war between Blake Tanner, the current captain's champion, and the man known as the Dylan. Let's be honest, the Dylan, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, captain's champions we've ever had in this company un- until he unfortunately went down with an unfortunate rotator cuff tear, which took him out for action for what we thought would be months, but then he made his return at the Regal Rumble. And many people thought that, hey, expiration date, Blake Tanner versus Dylan, the ultimate in rematches. But instead, last week, Blake Tanner came out to the ring. He stared you in the face and said, if you put the Dylan in the expiration chamber with me, I'm walking, basically. Oh, well, Sills, let me tell you something. It takes a lot more than that to walk in this company. That is right, but the Dylan... That's a threat. Oh, okay, then. But the Dylan is backstage right now with one of our top interviewers. So why don't we hear what the Lord of the Smart Side has to say regarding Blake Tanner's actions of last week. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, Don the Don McDonald backstage here with the man who's number one contender to the JWF Captain's Championship, the Dylan. Now, Dylan, despite having a rightful rematch for that title that many claim you never lost, Blake Tanner refused you entry into the Expiration Chamber match last week. What's your reaction to the actions of the captain's champion? Well, surprise, surprise, huh, McBurger King? Blake Tanner is running from a fight. I wish I could say I was surprised, but, well... I'm not. You know, it doesn't make a lot of sense, though. You would think that Blake Tanner would jump on the opportunity to put me in a position where I had to fight three, four other people before I could get to him. Maybe somebody takes me out. Maybe the unthinkable happens, and I get pinned before Blake Tanner even gets into the chamber. But... No, he wants to keep me out afraid of what I'll do to him inside that steel structure. Hedging his bets. He's not the smartest man, Blake. He did team up with Gazi for a while, but... Blake can do whatever he wants to. He can drag down his name. Unfortunately, he drags my title down with him. Straight into the ground, but... All is not lost. As I've said before, and I'll say again, Blake, you and I are destined to meet again as long as you hold my title 
around your skinny little waist. And when we meet again, finally, for that belt, because I know somehow, some way, you'll slither your way out of that chamber, somehow still champion. But when you do, I'll be waiting. And then your reckoning comes. And my revitalization of the wrestling world will continue. Well, Tim's powerful words there from the Dylan, and let me tell you something, uh, Blake Tanner should be scared for his life because, in fact, whoever walks out of that chamber match with that title should be scared for their title reign because, like we said, the Dylan has been undefeated, and it's not one of those he comes around every few months, fights a match, and wins. No, the Dylan has been consistent. He fights almost every single time he is in this arena, and like we said earlier, that's true for our main event tonight as well as he takes on Funky Flossy. And, Tibbs, much like I asked you earlier, what advice have you got for Funky going against the undefeated technical spectacle? Well, Sills, the only thing I can tell Flossy funky flossy to do right now is tell him to watch that rotator cuff the dylan came back uh, so quickly from that tear and we saw him in the rumble he looked amazing he looked like he was back at the top of his game but we gotta see what the week-to-week schedule is gonna do for the dylan for that rotator cuff he came back too early that thing's just gonna tear right back again that's right, and that bell goes ding, and up. Well, look at this, Funky Flossy actually extending a hand out to the Dylan, and, well, Tibbs, it almost looks like Dylan's a little bit confused, but he accepts the handshake. Looks like Dylan's first match tonight starting back with a little sportsmanship. What do you, I don't think I have ever seen the Dylan be sportsmanlike during his entire career. Well, Sills, I think, I think there's one thing that the Dylan respects uh, more than anything in a wrestler. Is someone like Funky Flossy, someone who is just willing to go in there, fight like their life depends on it, have a good match, and somebody who's beaten Scotty Moore. That's right. Oh, but, ooh, look at that. Nothing sportsmanlike about that. Funky with a big running knee strike to the Dylan before, oh, my God, rolling him up. One. Ooh, Dylan kicking out quickly in tips. You got to think that's all on Funky Flossy's mind right now. He made history defeating Scotty Moore at the Regal Rumble, and he may be trying to make history again right now, ending that unpinned streak of the Dylan who's looking a little bit dazed. And, Tibbs, you got to think ring rust is kicking in for him. At, at the Rumble, you're always running off adrenaline. You're running off the roar of the crowd. But right now, he does not have that energy. This is where Dylan has to prove himself and get past that ring rust. Absolutely, Sills. Exactly what I was uh, mentioning earlier. Not only that, he's coming off of an injury. You got to watch where that injury is if you're the Dylan right now. But if you're Funky Flossy, you can't get two tunnel vision on that pin. Because that's the first thing that's going to get you down for that one, two, three on the other side. That's right. And meanwhile, Funky goes for a, uh, a big hip toss. But, oh, Dylan lands on his feet. But, ooh, Funky turns it into an abdominal stretch. Look at that. Let me tell you something, Tibbs. That abdominal stretch is definitely working over that, that aggravated injury like you were talking about. Funky Flossy thinking well in this moment. But, oh, Dylan reversing into a big hip toss of his own before bouncing off the ropes. And, oh, a massive PK just taking Funky's head off the shoulders. And, Tibbs, I think that one might be landing in the cheap seats. Falls into the pinfall. One, 
two. Oh, Funky barely kicking out. And Tibbs, look at the smile on the Dylan's face. That is the smile of a man who has found a worthy opponent. I think so, Sills. That just means that the Dylan's ready to take the kid gloves off, as it were, and he's going to fight for real. That's right, and it looks like those kid gloves are off as he has got the arm. He's trying to lock Funky in the vice, in that Anaconda vice that has won him so much, but ooh, Funky reverses into a roll-up. One, two, ooh, Dylan kicking out at the last moment, and Tibbs, you gotta think, he was distracted. He knows that vice. That is his silver bullet. That is his big move. He was distracted, just trying to lock it on, get that quick victory, and it almost cost him the match. And it looks like he is getting Funky Flossy back up. Tosses him into the ropes, but ooh, Funky with a big Miura off the ropes. Big double leg drop. And, well, wait a minute. I thought he might have been going for the pin, but instead Funky Flossy back it up into the corner. Might be looking for the Funky Kong, but ooh, Dylan reversing it and grabs him by the leg, locking him in that big knee bar, trying for a submission. And that's the deadly thing about the Dylan. You're focused on that vice. You're worried about the Anaconda vice, but he is a master of submission holds. True, he cannot lock you in just any submission at about any moment, Sills. If he gets that opening, he's going to do it. It might not be to try to get the tap out, but it's going to be to make it easier to put that vice on a little bit later. That's right. Well, not only that, you got to also think going after the legs of Funky Flossy is a wise move. He's a high flyer. He likes to utilize that Funky Kong kick to take down his opponents. You take out the legs, it stops him from being able to use that ability, but ooh, Looks like Funky managing to finally turning it over and, ooh, just kicks Dylan away with the other leg before nailing him with a big stomp to the chest. Look at the height he got on that one. But, ooh, fortunately, that leg giving way. And at this point, Tibbs, Funky Flossy has got to switch strategies in this. I mean, Dylan has taken out that leg. Oh, and Dylan's back up. And, ooh, Funky swapping things out with a big clothesline. Then a second, and then a big running boot, dropping him like a sack of potatoes. But once that boot connected, you saw he immediately grabbed the knee once again. That Sills, that knee has taken a lot of his power base away. Funky's going to really have to adapt at something different if he's going to hope to win right now. That's right, but you got to also see Dylan grabbing at that rotator cuff. We know, of course, Funky aggravating it earlier in the match with that uh, with that abdominal stretch. Oh, but wait a minute. Look at this. Funky. Funky's got Dylan in the mousetrap. Goes for the pinfall. One, two. Oh, barely kicking out is the Dylan. And Tim, this is high impact, high altitude, but it looks like Funky trying to end it once again, backing up into the corner checking on that leg going for the funky kong but oh dylan catches him catches him from behind goes for the back suplex but funky reverses into a hold of his own dylan ducks under he's got funky by the arm funky by the arm rainmaker from the dylan a nod to one of his old foes kazuchika okada there but it looks like he's not done holding on to the arm and he's locked it in tibbs he's locked funky flossy in the anaconda vice and the funk master has nowhere to go nowhere to run and no choice but to tap out and just like that tips the Dillon showing that he is back here in the JWF and he is back to fight yeah you got it you gotta hand it to the Dillon in this match Sills not, not only is he running off the momentum of Blake Tanner being beaten earlier tonight but if he wants to continue his quest for the captain's champion he's already got his first vic victory back in the company and continued his undefeated streak
That's right. And oh wait, look at this. Actually picking up Funky Flossy is the Dylan, and he is holding his hand to the sky. It seems like Funky Flossy just got a ringing endorsement from the Dylan. And Tips, just think if Dylan manages to hold on to his title shot until WrestlePalooza, and then Funky goes on to win the Expiration Chamber match, we could have this rematch happening at WrestlePalooza with one of the biggest titles on the line, the Captain's Championship. You'd love to see it, Sills. That was almost as if that, that display there was the Dylan saying, if anybody could win the cap Captain's Championship and I'd respect it, it would be you. That is right, but well, hold on, wait a minute, I'm being told right now that of course we know a couple weeks back Dylan said he's willing to put his title shot on the line against anybody who comes and wants to fight, and it sounds like someone has accepted the offer for next week, the match has been set, the Dylan faces off against the man who actually tore his rotator cuff back at heck in a sec, the man known as the Nightmare Ghazi. And Tibbs, we talked about this being a proving grounds. Imagine going up against the man who actually took you out of action. You know Dylan's definitely going to want to prove himself there. Absolutely, Sills. He's going to have to face what essentially put him out for months from action, and he's going to have to face it in the form of Ghazi. That's right. Meanwhile, we're also going to see the returning number one contenders to the tag titles, the VWO return to this company, and also Hollywood Hulcher makes his return to this company, being interviewed about his match at Excessive Force, and to see what, what Hollywood thinks heading into that prestigious match. I mean, you got to think. The, the, the kids had such a banner year. Rookie of the year 2020. Massive wins. Leading Team JWF at crossing the line. But you forget, this is his first ever chamber match. I am interested to see what Hollywood is thinking ahead of entering this brutalistic structure. Yeah, absolutely, Sills. You can't miss it here. That is right. But until next time, remember to support us at patreon.com slash a load of BS. We've got tons of exclusive content waiting for you over there for just the price of a cup of coffee a month. And in addition, if you want to support your favorite JWF superstars, you can by picking up their merchandise at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Give us money. All right, Tibbs. But until next time. He's been Captain Tibbs, I've been Silver Spoon, and this has been JWF Monday Night Ignition, and we will see you next time.